Hey all, welcome to Eat Drink Social. My name is Michael Moeller, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in both Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. And if you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can visit our website at www.goforthbesocial.com. Hey everyone, happy today to be joined by Philip Zhang, Las, or Las Vegas Phil on Instagram. He's worked in the music industry for over 10 years, taught English in Japan. And now, and now, uh, now you're living in, in Las Vegas. I also, we also read that uh, you're somebody that really likes sushi. I love sushi. I could have it three, three meals a day. Every day. So hey, yeah, we, we uh, really just wanted to uh, bring you on today to talk a little bit about the, the, the foodie angle, some social media stuff. Uh, but before we get to all of that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, and, and basically the how you got where you are today? Sure. Um, I uh, My family's originally from Taiwan. Um, I was born in Ohio, but grew up uh, most of my life, my childhood life in Boston. Uh, graduate high school there uh, and uh, moved to New York. I went to NYU uh, for music business, um, which was, uh, uh, yeah, I, I used to play guitar and uh, trying to figure out whether to be a professional musician or or go into the business. It ended up, be, ended up going to the business angle. And then for about 10 years, uh, got sick of that pretty, uh, got sick of living in New York, got sick of the winters, all that. So I sold my apartment, sold all my stuff, Decided to move to Japan uh, to teach English, and um, I always thought I loved food. And then finally, when I moved to Japan, I was like, "Oh my God! Like this is whole new level." But then I started to appreciate all the stuff I took for granted, like Mamoon's falafel or burritos and things like that that I couldn't get anymore <laughs> uh, living in Japan. And so. Um, Lived there for two years, met, wife, met my wife there. We, uh, we were coworkers. And then uh, toured around the US for about two months, trying to figure out where to live, what to do. And then we settled on Las Vegas because uh, there's always something to do and uh, friends will always want to visit all the time. So um, got into food blogging in Vegas, uh, basically because uh, my first job out here was a swing shift. So I finished work at 11 p.m and um, always needed late night eats, uh, late night dinner. And so um, that's when I started digging into uh, reviews, all that kind of stuff, and then writing my own. So from there, I, uh, I became Yelp Elite, kind of gained sort of a following uh, from Yelp uh, in Vegas. And then about three years ago, I moved into Instagram and really haven't looked back. So. That's about it. That's awesome. So yeah. we know that you got your, your love of, of food while you were over in Japan. What, what exactly inspired that passion, and when did you want to start actually sharing it? So it was probably my Japan blog where I started sharing it initially. Um, and I think it's just because, well, living in New York for so long, I mean, and then – getting used to paying so much for sushi, you know, going to Nobu or whatever, and then discovering like all this amazing fresh fish or just amazing cuisine that uh, at a more reasonable price um, kind of blew my mind. Um, I was so used, to, I mean, even moving to Vegas, like coming from New York, like, you know, uh, 
$3,000 for an apartment in New York versus, you know, less than a thousand here. So cost of living. Um, but, uh, so that's, I mean, that's, I guess, how do I share? Um, yeah, there's just so many more options and I had so much more time to discover different types of cuisine uh, while I was teaching in Japan. And that's kind of what, what ignited my, my interest in, in sharing that. We, uh, we saw it at one point, like you were, you were eating sushi a lot. And I think one article said, uh, three times a day, one interview we saw said three times a day. Sure. What exactly makes sushi just so, so good to you? Like what, what, what makes it good? <laughs> well, I don't discern. Well, here's the thing. I, I never discern breakfast food as in, or, I mean, food as in breakfast food or lunch food or dinner food. If it's, if it's what I have, if it's what I want, like I had, what did I have today? Uh, I had Indian food for breakfast. So, I mean, um, but I, it's just the freshness of it. Um, all types of, you know, all the selection of a type of fish. Uh, one thing, a lot of times when I taught in Japan, uh, I worked in like a malls. Uh, so at 9 p.m., um, all the fresh sushi at the supermarket would go half price. And there would be this guy with a sticker just kind of labeling all the all the sushi left. So it would be basically be me and a bunch of other single Japanese men like sharks, like swimming around this area, waiting for them to put the stickers on. And uh I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's fresh, super on the go. It's just the best perfect food for me. That's awesome. I'm a, I'm a big sushi lover myself. So I, I think I would absolutely love that. Um, so when most people think of Las Vegas, they think of tourism. Are there any places that you dine at that are true to Las Vegas's true culture instead of places that may be tailored more towards tourists? Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many great places off the strip now, and a lot of um, chefs that cut their teeth on the strip uh, have branched out and 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 gone out on their own to to do something kind of unique um, off the strip. I wouldn't necessarily say there's uh, authentic, like Las Vegas style food. I guess that would be steak and eggs. I mean, what do you think? Right, <laughs> beats me. But. Right, right. Um, so everything, I mean, still, I feel like everything kind of originates from someplace else um, that's not Las Vegas. But um, a lot of great chefs here, a lot of great restaurants have kind of blended everything together and made it their own to make um, a lot of these restaurants um, off the strip. I mean, you got people getting out of their hotels, uh, hopping in a cab or rideshare to, to go out to these places because they're they're pretty awesome. Any, any strong opinions about like hot crawfish, because that's I remember going to Hot and Juicy the last time I was out there. Yeah, so I mean it's a, I mean it's a great place, but to me crawfish, maybe it's just the area I grew up in. It's just not worth the work <laughs> to to do all that stuff and get all that little piece of meat. So usually I just get the shrimp <laughs> yeah. when I'm there, and uh, it's pretty awesome. So so yeah. so with with that with that in mind, like if you had to pick out the you know the the, t the three places that I have to go on my next visit to Vegas, what would those places be? Okay. If, if money doesn't matter. So sure. Let, let, okay. Let's, let's, let's do, let's, uh, how about this then? How, let's do a, a, a cheapish, a mid range and a money doesn't matter. Let's really have fun tonight. Sure. So money doesn't matter. Have fun tonight. Um, I love, uh, 
the high. I love the fancy. I love the gourmet. So I would either go with Twist at Waldorf Astoria just because Pierre Gagnier, it's, it's his only restaurant in the U.S. Um, so his version of French fare is pretty unbelievable, and it's a great view up there as well. Uh, mid-range, I mean, I love the omakases off the strip now. I think a lot of the chefs uh, are doing some great stuff at a reasonable price. Uh, omakases off the strip can range between 50 and 100 bucks now. And um, I love places like uh, Kame, uh, Sushi Hiroshi, and Tokyo Boys. I think they all do very unique uh, course dinners, and those be, those are awesome as well. And then finally for cheap. And you can't say the Taco Bell Cantina on the strip or Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> you know, I haven't eaten at Taco Bell in at least five years, so, <laughs> and I don't think I was sober. Uh, let me – so – I'll probably go with, uh, I mean, recently I've been going to Kumat Korean Kitchen. It's basically a one-woman show uh, doing homemade Korean stuff. I feel like she's my long-lost Korean aunt. And uh, every time I go in there, I love the sundobu, which is the hot, spicy stew. Uh, they set up a lot of banchan as well and rice. And for lunch, it's less than 11 bucks. And, uh, and that's really like my comfort food right now. If, I, if I'm having a bad day, I'm going there for lunch. Um, and uh, it's pretty awesome. That sounds great. It sounds like you, have, you guys have like just tons of selection out there. Uh, we want to switch gears over to, to asking you questions about like Instagram, the platform itself. Now, we know that you were a pro prolific Yelper before you yeah. actually switched over to Instagram. Yeah. What actually made you want to jump into Instagram in general? So I thought it was just a very unique way of, of sharing um, my food experience. Um, I, with, a, with a view, I'm, I'm talking about service. I'm talking about several dishes, the whole experience where I can just zero in and say, this dish was fucking amazing. Um, can I say that? Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this dish is amazing. And <laughs> I, think it's just, I think it's just us. So yeah. I think what okay. happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? And that's that's kind of what I what I enjoyed. Um, also, I feel like um, as much as I love Yelp and and all the stuff that they've that the opportunities I've opened because of it for me, um, it's really changed a lot. Um, there aren't that many great events or things like that that they offer that I can't just set up myself now. Or a lot of restaurants would prefer Instagrammers to Yelpers for an event because. I mean, primarily because they can quantify, you know, uh, who's looking at it, uh, how many likes they, it gets and, and engagement and all that stuff as well. So that's kind of that's kind of why I moved over. Let, let's talk about equipment a little bit. Um, when you're when you're out and about uh, taking some photo, food photos, are you using a camera? Are you using like an iPhone? Do you, do you use a light? Um, what's your process like? Sure, sure. I have an iPhone X and I have a really... Uh, a kind of largish uh, photo light that probably annoys the hell out of everyone else at the restaurant. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's my equipment. I don't, I don't own a real camera. Um, I do a little bit of editing and then that's it. It just, uh, just pokes it up. What, what, so when you say a, like a, a camera light, um, I, I imagine it has to be mobile, somewhat mobile. So yes. what, what, what does that look like? What's, what's the name of that? Cause I'm, I'm curious. Sure, sure. It's uh, I get a lot of uh, people asking me about the light. It's a Gigalumi light. 
G-I-G-U-L-U-M-I. It's 60 bucks on Amazon. Um, anyone can pick it up, and it's super convenient, especially a lot of restaurants in Vegas try to keep it romantic, keep low-key, and nobody can see their food. <laughs> so, uh, so if I'm places like a Carbone or Bizarre Meat, um, it comes in super handy. Right on. And as far as uh, editing software, this is also something we like to ask people. But you know, do you have any sure. preferences? Anything that you use? Sure. Uh, I just use Snapseed. It's uh, it's really quick and easy, and uh, doesn't take me very long. So. That's it. We, we've been singing the praises of Snapseed a lot lately. I think everybody's just starting to get on board with it, or uh, it's it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I know people with with real cameras that still edit their Snapseed uh, on their phone. So yeah, it's great, super easy. So I was taking a look through your feed over the last few days, and I, I love the aesthetic of just the whole feed in general. You know, coupled with the actual food shots that you take. What, what in your mind and in your opinion makes a good quality food shot? Okay, good question. Uh, so how I kind of look at it, I look at Instagram kind of like a battle of mini squares. Hmm. So if you, look, if you look at the Explore page, like what is it, what is it that's going to make catch my eye and make me want to click on that specific square out of hundreds of squares in there? So if I'm going through my own, you know, 30,000 photos on my phone or whatever, <laughs> um, if I, if, if, if one stands out in that small, uh, in, in that small a size, then that's the one I use. So that's, that's solid advice. Mm -hmm. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So, Hey, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you don't really see food in terms of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but you maybe just rather see food in general. Um, right. So, you know, like which, which holds, what, what, which food like holds the, the, the best and, and makes for a, a good breakfast, even if it's not necessarily a typical breakfast type meal or the standard breakfast, American breakfast. So let's look at what's in my fridge right now. I have uh, Bulldoggy's hot dogs, which is like, like a Korean gourmet hot dog. Um, I have some fried rice and some noodles from Shang Artisan Noodle. I think Asian food generally, um, Anything that I can I can put on rice uh, was pretty much the most clutch leftover. Um, yeah, what? Uh, yeah, soups don't work out that well. Um, and then I usually, yeah, I would just say anything with rice, roasted meats. I like those too. Internet question: Is a hot dog a sandwich? But is <laughs> is is cereal soup? Cereal soup. <laughs> No. Why not? I mean, when you when you think about soup, it's uh, I mean, broth. Milk is not broth, so. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that definition. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What's I, your favorite? Although, although I do like fruity pebbles, I haven't had that in a long time. But that's usually my my go-to uh, junk food ooh, cereal. And that and that makes the best um, leftover milk to drink too. Yeah. Yeah, that might be soup. <laughs> so so getting back to the leftovers all right it's the leftover national championships for restaurants and there are two classes leftovers that are the best cold and leftovers that are the best warm who wins okay. each class Ooh. okay so it's definitely pizza for cold i mean i don't even i never heat it up when i'm at home um even if it's chicago pizza 
I'm eating it cold for breakfast. Um, so that's mm-hmm. definitely the top pizza is, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll be 7 a.m. I'm getting ready for work and my wife's looking at me eating a slice of pizza thinking like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> so uh, and then for warm. Let me see. Hmm. I'm. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with a, a high end steak. Uh, it's rare that we bring steaks home, but usually it's like a leftover porterhouse or ribeye. And uh, that's pretty money uh, if you heat it up right and don't throw it in the microwave. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say that would be my my top warm leftover for sure. Awesome, Philip. We don't want to take up too much more of your time today, so we appreciate the time that you did give us. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited for my next visit to, to Vegas now. Yeah, hit me up if you, if you need suggestions. I'd be happy to, to hang out, have a drink, and, and maybe we'll go somewhere. Definitely, definitely. Well, is, is there anything you want to you wanna plug or um, any big, big projects or places you're excited to go in the near so, future? So um, I pretty much burned up all my, my vacation time uh, uh, when I went to Japan and Taiwan uh, about a month ago, a couple months mm-hmm. ago. But uh, I'm probably just going to be taking some quick trips. I really want to go to Portland this summer. I still haven't been there. Um, and New Orleans is definitely on the top of my list as well. So those would be my two. All right. Philip, really appreciate your time today. Las Vegas, yep. Phil on Instagram. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or maybe you know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us. 